Welcome to Something Positive for Positive People. I'm Courtney Brain. Something Positive for Positive People is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that provides mental health resources to people who are struggling with the stigma of having a positive STI. I shouldn't say positive STI. I always try to freestyle it and I say it different every time. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts and he says at the beginning of each show what the podcast is about. But I feel like at this point, people who listen to this podcast know what it's about. So I basically interview people with herpes about their experiences from diagnosis to disclosure. Yeah, we just end up having real ass conversations that ultimately show us that regardless of the diagnosis, regardless of having herpes, like there's real life shit that's going on around that, that just doesn't really get any attention. We look at the numbers and they say this many people have an SCI, this many people have herpes. It doesn't really give a story. It doesn't give life experiences to those. So that's kind of what this podcast does. Shout out to Jordan Harbinger, Jordan Harbinger Show for uh, constantly doing that and then having that thought click in my head. We don't have to say your name at all if you don't want me to on the podcast. Like I have no reason to say what your name is. Uh, doesn't matter. All right. It's well, today we got Hannah. And Hannah, how old are you? 28. Since we're not doing the anonymous thing, <laughs> I got to ask you. So you did the uh, Shooters Gotta Shoot podcast. You talked about your experience living with herpes. Are you tired of that yet? Like, is that kind of your thing now, now that people know? <laughs> uh, I would like to think it's not my thing, but I do think it's funny because I do comedy. So I do stand up and stuff and like. You know, I'm a white girl who grew up in a cul-de-sac. I feel very lucky in my life. So I wasn't raised super rich or anything, but, like, as far as we hear about struggles, especially, like, now in this time, I do feel really lucky in my life. And so up until I got herpes, I never really had, like, a backstory, you know? So I got recruited to do America's Got Talent. And then they ended up dropping me because I didn't have, like, a, a story. You know, I didn't have, like, a struggle in my life that I could talk about. And ever since I got herpes, someone's like, Hannah, you finally got some struggle. You finally got some struggle you can relate to. Not that I'm, like, the coolest person or, like, you know, I have white girl problems. But, you know, I have problems just like everyone else. But I do feel like in my comedy it's become a thing because it's something that is very specific to me and that I do think people are afraid to talk about. And it is a struggle with mental health. I suffer from anxiety and depression. I already take medication for that. And things have happened to me sexually that were, like, abusive before this. So I do think it now it's something that I talk about that's, like, I don't want to say it's, like, my struggle now because I know there are way bigger problems in the world. But, like, it does feel like a huge problem. So, like, anyone listening to this, I'm sure it's because they've either just found out or they're feeling bad about it. And sadly, people are like, oh, now you have a struggle. But it's people who don't have herpes. So I'm like, wow, you think that's like a huge struggle that I have, but it has been sort of a thing that I've just been talking about recently because it did happen like six months ago, first of all. So I feel like I'm the type of person that I just want to spit it out. Like I word vomit everything just because I'm worried someone else is going to talk about it and talk about it behind my back. So I'd rather be the first person to be like, what up bitches? I have it. Fuck all of you. But I do think it's given me some real shit to talk about in a way of stand-up. Because I always talk about, you know, like dating and like job stuff that's for my family. But nothing really that's like, I feel like this talking about this has connected me 
to people. And I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, I definitely don't want to be, like, the herpes comic. Um, but I, I do – I don't mind talking about it because I, I feel like I was so sad when I first got it that I feel lucky that I have a career or a job where I can talk about it. My guy friend was like, you're the first who's going to make money off having herpes. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I do feel lucky in that sense, but, you know, I still struggle with it, like, you know, when I'm not in comedy, because when I'm talking about it with comedy, it's like, I don't really give a shit what these people think, because I'm not trying to have sex with them, you know, so, like, telling a group of strangers I have herpes is, like, it doesn't really bother me, because I'm, like, I'm not telling them in a way that affects them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like telling my parents, I told my parents and my brother, because I, I did it in a comedy special that I just done. And I wanted to tell them for, well, my parents thought I was on drugs because I was so depressed when I first got it because I was living at home when I got it. But I ended up telling my brother because I didn't want him to hear it from someone or him to see it in the special and then have judgments. I just wanted to talk to him about it like a real person. And my brother doesn't even know what herpes is. He was like, you know, I get canker sores. It's okay. And I'm <laughs> like, all right, well, we see who's the prude of the family. Um, but... Yeah, so I think it's, uh, yeah, I've been talking about it a lot recently, but to be fair, it, like, has happened recently, and also we're in lockdown, so it's, like, life isn't really happening, so it's kind of just, like, me and my herpes living alone, you know? Yeah. Um, Have you heard any herpes jokes prior to your diagnosis? Yeah, I have. Do you know who Drew Michael is? Yeah. Have you heard his herpes bit? I I did. (laughs) My friend sent it to me when I got it, and she was like, dude, you should just do this. You should just talk about it in your stand-up, because she loves Drew Michael, and she was like, I would still have sex with him, even though he has herpes. Like, I don't care. And I didn't know enough about herpes, so I was always like, okay, but uh, not that I was um, super against anyone who had it. I just didn't, I didn't know enough about it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, uh. But yeah, no, I had heard Drew Michaels bit, and it didn't make me feel a lot better. And I actually agree with him. The fear of getting it is way worse than having it. Because, like, once you have it, it's like, all right, now I have it, so whatever. But when you, I used to be so scared of getting it, because you know how they don't test you? If, like, they don't test you for it now in your blood, because 80% of the world has it, basically, now. So they say that if you have it, then it will cause this mental, like, all this mental shit. So they don't even test people's blood for it because it would cause more mental damage. And I'm like, so I used to, like, every time I had sex or if the condom didn't work or whatever, I would always just go straight to the gynecologist and be like, I think I have it. And they'd be like, why do you think you have herpes? I'm like, I just think I do. (laughs) Like, I would just be like, I have it. And then, so when I got it, it was kind of finally just like, I felt like I was in a way um, manifesting it because I was so worried about it all the time. And then one guy who I like kind of trusted and I liked, he was the most surprising. I was the least, and that kind of shows you too, that like, don't believe in the stigma because that's how you fucking get herpes. You know, if you think, oh, it's, you know, you walk into Hooters and you get it. It's like, that's not how it is. It's like... This guy was an engineer. He graduated with honors. Like he was a he was fucking Mormon. Homeschooled in high school, you know. Like you, it's it's such a anyone can get it, and so many people have it. 
that, um, yeah, I just think the fear of getting it, I guess, back to Drew Michael's joke is worse. Yeah. And hearing herpes jokes, I guess, before having it versus after, like over the last six months, I know when I was first diagnosed, it seemed like I saw that shit all over the place. Like there was always a comment about herpes or STIs. Was that similar experience for you? Like, did you notice it more? Yeah, that's so funny because I was really sick because I got the flu when I got it. I don't know if you had the same thing. Yeah, I had uh, body aches, chills, and uh, a fever. Yeah, so I couldn't get out of bed for a week. And I was so sick, so I was watching Inside Amy Schumer. And the whole episode was like herpes was the punchline. And uh, I was like, God fucking damn it. But um, I don't know. There was a funny sketch in it where she's Paul Giamatti's playing God. And he's basically like, you have herpes, but you I'll take it. I'll give you a, a negative. I'll make it negative if you do these things. And he's like, can you call your mom more? And she's like, mm, herpes isn't that bad, right? So it, it kind of made me feel better because it was just um, – and then the, it was all about STDs. So there was a sketch about AIDS. And um, I had a couple of friends who were diagnosed with AIDS recently. So, you know, it, it, and not that it's – you know, AIDS is I, – I, I don't know what it's like, but I know now with the medicine and everything else, you can live a perfectly healthy, normal life. And um, I just – I – but at the end of the day, herpes isn't, you know, it doesn't really affect your health in the way that um, it could be worse, is what yeah. I'm saying. Think, now, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about AIDS, because I, I, again, I don't know enough about it. Like, yeah. But I do know now you can, it doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. And that's because of advances in medication. There's a campaign right now. U equals U, undetectable equals untransmittable. So if someone is <clears throat> diagnosed with HIV or has AIDS, um, they're able to get on medication to where if they're on it regularly and they make all their follow-up appointments, they can get their viral load to undetectable, which means you cannot transmit the virus. Um, it would be cool to see something like that for herpes, but there's just not. And there's always a possibility of being able to pass it on to somebody, unfortunately. But, like, that's where we are uh, in terms of the HIV medication at this point. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I take the daily Valtrex, so, you know, to prevent outbreaks just because I'm a very stressed out person and I could see myself in the first year having an outbreak every two seconds. Plus, I have really bad eczema, so... Um, I have eczema all over my body and I get really bad dry skin. And so when I first got, uh, herpes, I thought I was having an eczema outbreak cause I had gotten, I was worried I had gotten COVID. So I got two COVID tests and they were negative and I was freaking out. And then I was like, it hurt when I peed obviously, but I, I hadn't done a full, inspection because I couldn't get out of bed one and two I thought my eczema was flaring up because that's what happens when I get sick <laughs> so but then it just you know I saw the gynecologist virtually so I went spread eagle over zoom um and it was it was really tough like I remember the night before I um 
I stayed up the entire night before my gynecologist appointment and I looked at I, I mean I'm basically a gynecologist now the amount of vaginas I looked at to like compare my own to I was like mine's a little different like it's not that it's not that pattern you know I'm like trying to read it like Morse code I'm just like oh no mine goes a little left um and in two seconds, I, like, opened my legs. The guy called just was like, yeah, that's herpes. I'm like, you didn't even get a good look. And she was like, I was like, my Zoom my Zoom camera's not great. Like, trying to make excuses. And she's like, look, I know. And I start crying, you know. And, and she's like, I know this seems like a big deal. But she's like, I see this every single day. And every day it feels like a big deal and like to everyone it feels like a big deal and the main problem is like the stigma around it it's really not that big of a deal yeah and, and um, um oh no sorry no no don't apologize please i, uh, I don't think i'm gonna say anything <laughs> just close out sentences with and um <laughs> yeah i always do that and i'm like and uh that's it that's all i have <laughs> and um sips water all right <clears throat> so uh one thing, well, we're already here, I guess, in terms of your story, like you talked about um, the, li- the receiving of your diagnosis. What was happening with you that presented your first symptoms? Like what was going on with dating? What was happening when, uh, like what, what, was it a sexual encounter that recently occurred or what? Yeah, so I was living in my parents' basement for Corona and I started dating a guy in D.C., and like, and where are you? Uh, now I'm in New York. Okay. Because I, I came back after I got herpes. I was like, well, I'm not going to date this guy anymore. And it's not because he gave me herpes. That's that's I want to make clear. It was because he had lied about it and lied about his partners. And just like, so so I'll tell the story of what happened and why I was so angry with this man is, um, I, you know, we hadn't gone on, like, too many dates, but, like, being quarantined, things just get, get, you know, it heats up fast, and, like, you're hanging out all the time, I went to his birthday party, I met all his friends, and then one night we didn't have a condom, and I asked him if he had, you know, had sex with anyone, and he said no, not since he got tested before quarantine, and since quarantine, he hadn't seen anyone, I was like, and you don't have, I was like, you know what's funny, I said, I swear to God, if you give me herpes, I'll murder you. Um, which sucks because now I can't murder him because I literally made a threat. Uh, You're totally a liar now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now I'm just a fucking coward because I can't do it. But um, then I he went on a trip, which just shows this guy's recklessness in the middle of COVID. Uh, so, and I, so it was like we didn't use a condom on probably that Sunday and by Tuesday, I, I was hit with, like, a, I was, like, hit in a weird way. I was, like, oh, I don't feel very good. I don't know. And then, like, for a week, and I, for a week, I just could not get out of bed. And I'm texting this guy, and I'm, like, call, I'm, like, I'm worried you gave me COVID. And, like, you know, I'm not seeing my parents uh, because I'm, like, quarantined in the basement. And I hadn't really been seeing them anyway. Like, I was staying away from them. But, like, um I told my mom I was getting sick, so I was like, don't even come downstairs. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, like, really worried about this. And then I got a test, and it was negative, and I'm like, this is so weird. And then I looked up, like, STDs associated with the flu, and it said herpes. But I hadn't seen any bumps or anything, so that's when I first checked, is when I first got sick. But I didn't see any bumps, so I was like, okay. Um, 
I don't think it's herpes. I don't know. Maybe can you get the fluids? I, I like was looking up all this shit, and I'm like texting this guy who's on vacation. I'm like, did you? Are you sure you haven't had sex with anyone? Like, I'm really, really sick, and like, I, it's not COVID. I'm gonna go see a gynecologist. He's like not responding to me, which I'm like, this is a problem. He was. We were texting every day, so to go from texting every day to be like, I'm sick, and then I don't hear from him. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on? And um. Then I tell him I'm going to the gynecologist. He doesn't respond. And then I call him after she tells me it's herpes, and he picks up on the first ring. And he's like, yeah, like, I, you know, I don't want to put it back on you, but, like, how, who have you? And I was like, no, we're not doing this. We're not, no, we're not going to be gaslighting me right now because I know for a fact I didn't have it. And there's no way it's just been sitting with me for four months like, I hadn't had sex. Like, I was just like, there's no way. Like, you are the last. There's no way I gave it to you and then got the flu. Like, that's not how this works. And I was like, no, you lied to me. I know you're lying. You're being sketchy. Just fucking own up to your shit. And then he was like, okay, like, um, I slept with five girls. And I was like, did you use a condom with one of them? And he, no, he hadn't. So he had to go down that list, and then he goes, yeah, I think there's this, honestly, there's this one girl who's, like, pretty sketchy, and I was like, you know what, do not fucking call that girl sketchy. I was like, she's not sketchy, because guess what, if you have herpes, you're sketchy, because now we're fucking sketchy, and I'm not sketchy, you're sketchy, you're, you're the only sketchy person here, you fucking lied to me, so, like, how is she sketchy? And then, so I keep calling him, I'm like, did you talk to the girl? He's like, no, she didn't text me back, and it's kind of awkward to call her. I was like, I don't give a fuck if it's awkward. You're picking up the phone, and you're calling her right now, because we need to trace this back. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, he's like dilly-dallying, probably fucking other girls, and I'm like pissed off. I'm like, we need to find this, I was like, actually, now that I know it's from you, it didn't really matter, but it just like, it bothered me in my mind, he was so nonchalant about it, I was just like, this is how the reason it fucking spreads, dude. Like, and he claims he didn't know he had it, which I don't believe a word he fucking says. So he I don't know. all credibility at this point. Yeah, it's like he kept lying. And then I blocked him on everything. And he found my fan page on Facebook and messaged me on that. It was like, clearly you blocked me, but like, you have to believe me that he didn't know. And like, you're being really mean. He told me I was being mean to him. And I was like, I'm being mean to you. Grow up. Are you fucking five? Like, <laughs> like you pussy. Like, I'm not fucking mean. You know, I'm being like being mean. But um, also, he did just give me herpes. Like, I that was what was blowing my mind. And like, the, I've had a lot of bad relationships that have been like gaslighty and um, just like very abusive emotionally. And so I didn't like this guy enough to like really be really be um, invested. shocked oh. yeah invested or shocked <clears throat> like I was just like of course this happened with this guy like I thought he was a good guy but like I had just been through so much shit that like by the time this guy was still gaslighting me I just did not even care about him at all enough to be like I'm sorry that you're going through this too I'm like no bitch we are not going through this together you did this to me and then you weren't owning up to it yeah and that's where I'm like I don't know. It's like, it was, I, so, uh, to take it back a little bit, like, 
Before before you do that, can I like highlight something that you just said here? Yeah, yeah. So you, I don't know what it is about you and where you are in your life, other than the fact that you've been in, like you had relationships that were abusive. But what I've seen consistently from women who, and it's it's a hundred percent women that I've spoken to, is that even if they got herpes from a guy and they know who it was from or if this was, you know, someone who was eventually caught in a lie or like they found Valtrex in his drawer after he said he didn't have herpes and they caught him in the act or caught him in a lie about it, there would come a time where they would end up coddling the guy, you know, like, oh my God, I have herpes, you gave me herpes. It would go from you gave me fucking herpes, I hate your guts, to the guy all of a sudden, like, being the victim somehow and the woman feeling sorry for him and, like, nursing his mental health or nursing his emotions and completely neglecting her own. And you didn't do that. So what I want to point out here is, like, what is it? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't really know how I want to word this. But hearing you say the way that you handled this uh, is the first time that I've heard it in such a way that went against the grain of what the norm has been out of the people that I've spoken to who were diagnosed and knew where it came from. Yeah, well, so that's what I was going to say is, like, to take it back a little bit, I was, like, I had been in love with my best friend for, like, two and a half years, and he actually had herpes, but um, when he got it, he got it, like, later and after we slept together from a girlfriend, and so, like, uh, he was very emotionally abusive and manipulative, and, like, I would always coddle him, and, like, he would do, like, horrible things to me, like, um, you know, like, have me send him pictures, and then I found out he has, like, a 19-year-old girlfriend the whole time, which was, like, crazy because we were best friends, so it was, like, he was using me to, like, avoid being lonely or seeming desperate to his these girls that he'd be dating, but then, like, kick me to the curb or, like, just, like, so quickly dismissed me when he got what he wanted from our relationship, and it's gotten worse over the past few years. It got worse towards the end, and then, like, so at the beginning of quarantine, we had been talking, and he was like, can you send me photos, like, and then I, like, keyed up to FaceTime sexual stuff, which is, like, that is more embarrassing than herpes. It's, like, opening your butthole on FaceTime, and, um, So he lived in L.A., and he was telling me he was, like, driving up there to, like, deliver food to the hospital. But then he, like, one night casually told me he had a girlfriend, and that's who he was going to see. So he had been lying to me this whole time. Meanwhile, we had been talking three hours a day on the phone and, like, always him being, like, so sexually forward. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore, you know? Like, you how could you do this to me again? Like, he always did that. He would always just, like, use me to, like, build him up, build up his confidence so that he could get back out there and get a new girlfriend who was younger. He's 34, and he's dating, like, 21-year-olds. And um, and so I was like, I can't talk to you anymore. Like, this is – and I was, like, devastated by that relationship because I, like, truly loved him in a way that – I just loved him so much, and um, 
he like lied and shit the whole time and I would always and he would do this like do horrible things to me and somehow I always ended up apologizing it was just so crazy so I was like that and then this guy I started seeing after him and it was kind of a rebound honestly like I was trying to get over the guy who lived in LA and my friend my friend who lived in LA and um, so when he gave me herpes, this guy, I guess I was so fed up from being gaslit and lied to that I didn't give a fuck. Like I was like so done because I had just been, I had just been, it was kind of like back to back slaps in the face. And this guy, I didn't know that well, like we had been dating a little for a little bit, but like not long enough where I like liked him a lot or like loved him, you know? So that behavior, I was just like, since it was fresh from someone who had really hurt me, I was. it was kind of like a wound that was reopened, and I was just like, I can't even pretend to feel bad for this fucking loser. Like, I am so pissed off of being lied to and manipulated that, like, it was, I had zero, I felt zero remorse for him. I felt zero remorse for, like, the whole men in general, and... I did a podcast about, um, I talked about this on a podcast probably like four months after it happened, three months after it happened. And then one guy DM me and was like, you clearly hate men. You clearly hate men. And at the time I really did. And that, you know, I think it's me. I choose the wrong men clearly, but, um, you know, I just had such a fucking like, I love that you said that and like lifted your shirt up to stretch a little bit and it says side bitch. Yeah, this is my shirt that's a side bitch that I literally wore in my gynecologist appointment. Um, it's insane. Uh, but yeah, no, so I, I couldn't. I just, I had zero emotional capacity to feel anything for that guy. And I was just like, is every guy a fucking liar? <laughs> yeah, not you. I, I don't know you that well, Courtney, but... Uh, this ain't about me. Um, <laughs> Yo, you like run a nonprofit. And I'm like, are you an asshole to women? <laughs> I don't think anyone can say that. Yeah, no. I think but, you, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, and I know girls like, uh, it kind of feels like if a guy gives them herpes, like, it's kind of like a pre engagement ring, you know? It's like, oh, now we're bonded forever. <laughs> Uh, that's how some girls think of it, I guess. Or I think women want a relationship, right? So it's like if a guy gives them herpes, it's kind of like trauma bonding together in a weird way. And they think they can take care of them by that. And I'm not generalizing all women are like this, but I, as a woman, I see that mental, um, I could see that road that a woman goes down because I could have seen myself go down that road. But I had just been, I was so fed up and so just like broken in a way. And I started therapy from the last guy. So like, um, I was talking through it with my therapist and really not giving this guy any fucking time because he had already lied to me so much. And had he been nicer and been like, look, I really liked you. And like, I just, I didn't know. And so I lied, but I truly didn't know if he had been more up honest up top when I had come to him with this I think I would have had a little more sympathy but because he kept lying kept lying and then tried to turn on me I'm like I'm so fucking done with this bullshit like these guys and that's why now having herpes I'm like it gets rid of the assholes for sure 
Yeah. Like, because, you know, if someone's not going to date you, if they're going to look at you and be like, oh, they have herpes, I don't want to date you, they are they are not interested in you at all. Like, they're just a bad person, and what they're looking for is not, like, it's not... If you like someone and mutual, and I also knew that that's why the acceptance was a little easier because I had been so in love with my best friend who had it that I already like weirdly accepted I was going to get it because I thought we were going to end up together, which is so crazy in my head now thinking because he didn't even like me and I was like, I'll just get herpes for him. So, but anyway, I guess my point is like, I know the mental, I know the feeling of liking someone enough to not care. So I'm like, when I meet someone who I like enough and they like me enough, it really won't matter because I, I've been there on the other side. It doesn't matter if you, if you're not, if someone doesn't love you or whatever, because you have herpes is like, all right, they have their own issues because it's really not that bad. And also they could not get it. It's, it's preventative use condoms and like, you know, Valtrex and like, there are ways to not get it and be careful and even if you were to get it, it's like, yeah, it's annoying, but so are zits. And so is, like, my eczema honestly affects my life way more. That's the thing. My eczema is really bad, so it affects my skin way. I mean, the first outbreak, the only outbreak I've had was really bad. But because it's not happening constantly, I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. So essentially, he triggered you. And your trigger response, because you had basically just been fed up and you were in therapy, led to you taking up for yourself. Yeah. It was the first, like, I was just like, dude, fuck dating. Like, that's kind of how I felt. I was just like, fuck dating. Like, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't keep doing this to myself. And this is honestly a good reason to take a break, you know? It's just, like, I don't feel comfortable telling people right now I've just gotten it. Obviously, I wouldn't go on a date the next day, but, like, it was, um, I was just, like, so over even trying. Mm -hmm. So, after this interaction ended, what was next? So, like, you decided so I'm done with this dude and fuck you, fuck off. And now it's just you and you're having to process your diagnosis. So I had to go to L.A. to, I had to go to L.A. It sounds so, um, I got to go to L.A. to film a half hour special for stand up. And so I was really focused on that. And I was like, gonna, I was like, you know, I'm going to stay out in L.A. for a month because I'd gone to school out there and I had friends out there. I had a, my best friend from college lived out there. So I was going to get like an Airbnb and just live there and quarantine there and, um, stay for the month and be, go on hikes, you know, be outside. And my friend ended up leaving for half the trip. So I was like literally alone. I, and I don't have a driver's license right now because that expired in COVID. So I couldn't even drive anywhere. And I got so lonely. I downloaded Hinge. And this is probably like two months after having it, a month and a half maybe. And then I was going to meet up with this guy on a date. And I got so anxious about the herpes problem because I was like, well, what am I, I'm not going to have sex with him and I'm not going to date him because I don't live in LA. So I was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I need to complete myself. I can't just be like going on dates just to like feel something. 
And um, so I canceled, like, a half an hour before. And, like, basically, was, I know, I felt really bad. It was I probably, wonder now, like, if that's why so many people possibly ghost people. You know what's funny? My friend had a weird situation with a guy, and I was like, dude, it's because he has herpes, and I promise you. Because I, like... <clears throat> I, I, I think that is a lot of it because it's like you don't want to have to tell someone this thing but you like do like them but not enough to tell them and you're going through a lot and you're like I don't owe it to tell this random person I have herpes like I don't need to do that so I'm just going to ghost them because it's easier on my shit um, it's so funny you say that because I, I was telling my friend this I was like now every time I get ghosted I'm like has herpes should have just told me because I have it too <laughs> um <laughs> But, yeah, I, I uh, so my, that I canceled that date, and then I got on, have you heard of Positive Singles? I'm sure you have. Yeah. So I did that for a month, and I went on a date with that, a guy from that, um, was it the and bet? I left. Was it, was it a good experience? No, it was horrible. Yeah. We can talk about the that guy, later. <laughs> Uh, what we can talk about that later if you want to <laughs> okay yeah yeah i'll talk about that date because that was horrible that was like one of the worst dates i've ever i left mid-date oh fuck it all right look, we're here so do you Sorry. find that and this is something that i've communicated with other women about is just that there's almost this sense of entitlement with guys it's like a huge confidence boost all right, I got herpes. Oh, this hot girl has herpes, and I'm remotely attractive, or I have something going for myself. So I'm the best that you're gonna get. Like, did you was your date something along those lines of him being super entitled, or like seeming very, very, very like sexually deprived? No, he was just he seemed very insecure, but for more reasons than herpes. Oh shit! Yeah, two different. All like, right, yeah, I'm I'm going a different direction with what I was saying. But like he, so I do comedy, and like we sit down. First of all, he asked to, for me to go to him, which I'm always like, that's kind of a lot for a guy to be like. Can you come to me? I've kind of had a stressful day, and it's like, all right, we haven't met, but. I guess chivalry is dead and gone, so sure, I'll go to you. Um, and we he knew I did comedy, and he was just like, yeah, can I say something? And I knew he was going to say women aren't funny, because, like, that's what guys love to fucking say. And I was like, you know what? Like, he was like, can I say something rude? And I was like, you know what? This is our first date. Let's just not say it. You know, let's not say something rude, because we just met. Let's just try to get off. He's like, no, I want to say it. I don't think women are funny. And I go, why? Because you don't think Amy Schumer is funny? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, there are more female comedians than that. Like, why are you? And also, like, who gives a fuck if you think Amy Schumer is funny? He's like, do you think she's funny? And I'm like, yes, I do. So it doesn't matter. It's my perspective. You have a different one. Why are you telling me all women aren't funny? Also, you know I do comedy. Like, that's just rude. And then we go sit down. Um, this before y'all even sat down. <laughs> Yeah, like literally we're waiting for our table. And so then we sit down for dinner and he's like, um, so do you talk about herpes in your act? And I was like, actually, yeah, I just shot a special in L.A. and I talked about it. And it went pretty well for not like, you know, usually with stand up, you're doing jokes every single night. But these are the first time doing them and it did well. And he goes, ew, that's so gross. And I was like, what? <laughs> this dude you met on a dating site for people with herpes thinks that you yeah. doing herpes jokes is gross? 
Yeah, and he was like, I just don't understand how you can make that funny. And I was like, well, you're not a comedian, so of course you don't know how to make that funny. Was he trying to and build goes, sexual tension? I don't know what he was trying to do, but he was just like, I just think it's, like, weird to be so open about it. Like, he's like, I'm like, you're, I, I go, you're on a dating app for people with herpes. He's like, yeah, but I also date, like, normal people, too. Like, I don't know why you're just making this your whole identity. I'm like, I don't even know you. Like, why are you saying? He's like, well, you're talking about your act and, like, you you uh, are on this app. And I was like, you asked if I talked about my act. Also, you're on the app. Like, I was like, why are you being a dick to me? And uh, also, just, like, I don't, I don't like when guys tell me what to talk about with comedy anyway. Because, like, guys have this entitlement of, like, they know what's funny because they're a guy. When it's like, that's not how this works. Like, you can, like... It's so frustrating. So when he said that, I was just like, I've had enough. And I, he was like, are you calling an Uber? And I was like, yeah, I am. Because it was just another one of those things where I'm like, I've been treated like shit so much. I'm like, I don't feel bad that I'm not going to, I'm not, no, I'm not going to sit here and pay, pay my half of this bill to be talked down to. Yeah. And also told like, you know, and what if I were to go and be like, talk about his job like he told me he owns a hedge fund okay well then why do you have a roommate sir like that's that doesn't add up but am i gonna say that on a date no am i gonna be like oh if you're so rich why do you have a roommate you must not be doing that well it's like you don't say those things um and then another guy from the app like only would dm he was like let's do instagram instead of texting and, like, would only DM me and was, like, really shady. And I was, like, oh, this guy's a girlfriend. Like, also, what a pig. This guy, like, is, like, preying off people with herpes who have his disease and then, like, trying to be sketchy about it. So I, like, blocked his ass on Instagram. I was, like, this is so – and so I deleted the app because I was, like, this app is full of assholes. Like, I think I'd rather just take my chances and then tell someone. Out in the um, wild. <laughs> What? Just take your chances out in the wild. Yeah, and it's like, and now I, I, I uh, have dated a couple guys, and I told, or not like <clears throat> dated, but I told one guy who I was kind of dating, like we only had seen each other a few times, but like, um, I think it was the third date I told him, and he didn't care. Um, he ended up not liking me for other reasons, so that was that was comforting. Uh, just my general personality. Uh, he told me this type was Kendall Jenner, so I was like, yeah, this probably isn't going to work out. Um, I'm like, everyone's type is Kendall Jenner. Relax. Um, but I was really nervous to tell him because I, I, I thought I liked him a lot, and um, he didn't care. Yeah. Now, you have absolutely no reason to talk about your experience with herpes. You don't have any reason to make the jokes. You don't have any reason for people to know that you even have it outside of sexual partners. Why do you decide to talk about it so freely and publicly and integrated into your career? Um, because I was so sad. Like, I called the suicide hotline number... I was just so fucking depressed and I I felt so alone and I felt so like, you know, people do make jokes about herpes all the time. It's like the old, or uh, the hangover joke where it's like, do anything in Vegas except herpes because that shit comes back. It's like a guy fucking dies and they're like, well, we didn't get herpes, you know, or almost dies. And they're like, 
Thank God. Uh, <coughs> yeah, if we can't find a groom, at least we didn't get herpes. And it's like, it feels like, um, you know, with comedy, it's kind of like now everyone's getting canceled for everything. Um, and rightfully so. There's a lot of shit that people say that I'm just like, that's sexist. That's just racist. Like, that's just not funny. You're just trying to make something. Like, I don't know. I get I get why people are getting canceled, but um, with herpes, you know, it is something that so many people struggle with and so many people have that just hearing it as a punchline, it is hurtful. And it is like, okay, so like, haha, I have herpes. Like, um, you know, I have to listen to everyone else fucking tell jokes about it. And it's like, not that funny to me when someone who makes a joke about herpes is like, that's the joke is herpes it's like um no that's actually not funny and I'm like I want to talk about it because I want to be in on the I'm like I want to be in on the fucking joke like I don't want people to make jokes about me like I want to make jokes about herpes because I'm experiencing it and I know so that when people hear jokes about herpes they're not they don't feel bad about it they like relate to it and they're like thank god like I feel this way too and that's what a joke should really be. It shouldn't be like, haha, look at these people who have herpes. It should be like, okay, I now feel less alone. And that's what comedy is supposed to do. You're supposed to like make yeah. your make people feel better about better about shitty things and like So like you want, my, you want people to laugh sorry. with you about it, not at you about it. Yeah. And also just like people who have, I mean, I'm not, you know, by no means I'm not you. I'm not a philanthropist here. I'm still trying to make money doing comedy. So, but, uh, I do think that, um, I think I just, I feel less alone talking about it because even when I talk about it, I always get messages like, Hey, thanks for saying something. I had one woman email me from a podcast being like, it took me eight years and like, I I thank you. And then she was like telling me all these foods not to eat. Like, she's like, don't eat hummus. I'm like, I'll take my chances. Um, (laughs) I'm still going to eat hummus. And then she's like, please don't say my name. Um, which I thought was so cute that this older woman was emailing me. I don't even remember her name. I was like, what am I going to say? Blank from blank, you know, like shout out to you. Also how many women in every state of every name have herpes, like relax. Um, but that's how alone she felt. She felt that if I said a first generic woman's name, everyone knows her. And I'm like, who's everyone anyway, listening to anything. But I guess my point is, is like people I've talked to have felt so alone. And I, I am a very open person. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I just talk about my life. So... I feel bad that some people don't have that outlet because even I felt like super suicidal and, you know, look at me, I have tons to live for. Just kidding. But like, um, (laughs) it can feel so, (laughs) that was a joke. Um, yeah, it just feels like I can, I can only imagine how some people, I just hope that, you know, I'm open to talking about it because I I really do not think it's that big of a deal. And I don't, and I did when I first got it. And so I, I don't think that people, and if we destigmatize it, we, as in you and me, we're really making the, we got to make the push here. We'll make t-shirts. But, um, uh, 
if you destigmatize it, then it is less weird because the hardest part about telling someone is actually just saying it because it's like you're worried about how they're going to because they don't know much about it. No one knows anything about it. They just know it is the punchline of every fucking joke. So it's like no one wants to be the punchline of a joke. So it's like, of course, they're going to be like, oh, I don't know if I want to have sex. Or I don't know, you know, be and I, I think that if someone reacts initially, like, ah, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this, it doesn't mean they don't like you. It just, I think, um, too, a good thing to remember is, like, when you're telling someone if they don't react exactly how you want or, like, oh, it's totally fine, it doesn't mean that it's going to be a no or, like, they're not going to like you. It just means they're adjusting to it because it is a mental, it's more of a mental disease than anything, like we've said. So it's, like, I do think people should give, their partner, whoever they're telling time to process because it, you know, it took me like four months to process that I had it. So even like being like, is this something I want to maybe sign up for is like, you, they should be able to talk to their doctor and like figure out, you know, it, it, it is like how much you like someone, right? Cause you are at the end of the day taking a small, it's a small risk, but it's still a risk. It's not that big of a deal, but, like, if you if you see yourself dating someone, this person, for, like, a month or two, you're not going to be, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would like for us to wrap up. If you're open to talking more about this, you started to tell me um, a story about a recent interaction that you had um, because there's something about STIs and abuse there. I think that our sex education system what we've been taught growing up, um, a lot of people, I don't want to speak for everyone, is sex education is exclusively wait till you're married, wear a condom or you'll get an STD or you'll get somebody pregnant. And those are like the three main focal points. Whereas they exclude things like body autonomy, consent, talking about boundaries, managing relationships and expectations, uh, recognizing and acknowledging abuse, and then also being able to seek it for yourself um, or seek any type of support for yourself in the event that you are in some type of a situation that there's abuse or if you uh, have an STI, right? So <clears throat> here I am, 32 years old, only recently hearing about boundaries. And the more podcast interviews I do, the more conversations I have with people, I see where sex education really let us down consistently is by not giving us the tools that we need to uphold boundaries, say no, and recognize abuse and be able to respond to it. So what you were telling me yesterday on the phone was that um, you like you having herpes was the only thing that might have kept you from being raped. Yeah, I feel like I, I did I say rape because I feel like rape's like a very strong word in that like um I use rape I used <laughs> yeah it. I didn't isn't yeah, it crazy that I'm like as a woman I'm like I don't know if I'd use rape he was a little forceful with his dick but like I rape's a big word um he just kept like I had gone to his place we were making out and like I had gone down on him but I didn't want to I did not want to I didn't let him go down on me I didn't want to have sex because I was just like I don't want to have to tell this guy. I don't want to have to explain. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't, I don't think we're going to date. Like, this just feels like I don't need to give this information up right now. Wait, okay, question. So, you went down on this dude, made out with this dude, had no intentions of furthering anything. Like, 
Okay, if you just went down on him because you just wanted to go down on him, all right, cool. But did you feel like you had to do that in order to, like, make it out alive or anything like that? Like, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was just, like, I, I like, thought he was cute and I was, like, into him. But I, I was just, like, I don't want to have to – I still – I just didn't feel comfortable, like, not saying anything. And I also just didn't want to have to tell him. So I was okay. just, like – it was totally fine. But then I, so I still had my underwear on and he kept like pushing it. And I was like, Hey, stop. I don't want to. He's like, come on, just a little. And I was like, just let me put no. the hand in. Yeah. It's so funny when guys say that. Can we just do it a little bit? It's like, you're asking me to have sex with you. Like there's no such thing as a little bit of sex. You're having sex or you're not just like a little, can I just like put it in? And I was like, no, just, I want to see what it feels like. Yeah. And he kept like, he kept, like like get you know getting close and I was just like stop and he's like what's the issue here because he knew I wasn't on my period because he kept like oh he fingered me I guess I guess this is too much I don't know no um oh you'd be surprised some of the shit we talk about on here okay cool um so he was like he knew I was not on my period so he was like okay what what's up like it or he just kept pushing and I forget did he say what's up or was I like look I have herpes Cause I was just like so annoyed that I, and what I should have done is taken my shit and gotten out of there. But it was like five in the morning and I was too tired to like leave. Um, and he was like, Oh, Oh, um, okay. Yeah. My brother has that. It's like, why? Okay. Like what? Where's he? Um, but also <laughs> just like, <laughs> get him in here let's do a trade out um but also just like <coughs> why are, why are you disclosing like, like that to me was so funny that i was like hey i have herpes he's like oh my brother has that it's like what are you talking about like your brother why are you bringing up your brother in this situation i don't give a fuck your brother has herpes everyone has fucking herpes of course your brother has herpes uh you probably have it too and he was like oh okay and then like he was like thanks for telling me and I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then he kind of just, like, um, just kind of, like, stopped. And then I never heard from that guy again. And I was just like, you know, I could have not told him. And just been like, yeah, sure, do what you're already kind of doing, which is putting your dick inside of me as I'm saying no. And it's just crazy that guys, the entitlement of, like, <clears throat> But honestly, so when I first got it, I was really sad because I was like, I feel like guys tend to use me. And so I feel like I was worthless. It felt a little worthless because I was like, how am I ever going to date now? Like if I can't even like have sex with the unprotected sex with a guy, like he's not going to want to date me. And now I'm looking at it like that's so shitty. That that was what I thought. Like that's not why I should be dating a guy so he can raw dog it. Like that's like such a weird thing that I like that makes me more sad than having herpes like my mentality of just like you know this is it hang my jersey in the rafters like I'm done here like I'm dying alone might as well start buying cats like that's so crazy that I put all my worth into like this thing and um had I fucked that guy I wouldn't have heard from him again anyway like fucking him you know I don't come like from guys that I don't know like that it takes more emotional shit than that so 
what would I have gotten out of that? Probably a UTI. So, in a way, Herb just, like, saved me on that front. Because I probably, like, I used to be, like, when guys would push me, when guys would push me and push me, I would always be like, all right, like, whatever, okay. Because I just, like, didn't know how to say no, you know? I didn't want to, like... I just, I was like, well, I guess I am in his bed. It is his bed, so I guess I owe him sex. And now I'm just like, no, I don't. And, like, if you think I owe you sex and if you're, like, borderline raping me and you get herpes, that's what you fucking get then because that's, like, this is why questions should be asked and, like, people, like, guys should be more respectful of boundaries and, like, asking questions and getting tested it's like not that I I know there are women out there who do the same thing so I'm not trying to generalize just men but I do feel like men have this entitlement of like I don't know it's just like his his persistence to have sex with me that night was like I guess I've never noticed it because I've always given in which not always I'm not like raw dog and all over the world but like um his persistence was extremely obvious to me because I had no intention of fucking him like there was nothing in my mind I was doing it because to be nice to him too and that's what's crazy I was like I'm not gonna fuck you for your sake like I don't want to pass this on like I was so sad about it I don't want to give it to you by accident like I don't fucking know how this shit works right now it was still it was like I guess that was like two months ago so um, but the fact that, and then it was like, I felt rejected after in a way of like, oh, but looking back, I'm like, thank God, like I, I would have fucked that guy and what would I have gone out of that? Um, and I didn't even care telling him cause I didn't even care his opinion at that point. I was just like, and he was like, thanks for telling me. And I, cause he knew, he knew I could have just not told him and fucked him. Um, but I'm not as shitty as he is. So like, and that's, and that's what, so I do the, the joke in my special, but I would, I always do this thing at stand-up shows where I'm like, raise your hand if you have herpes. And of course no one raises their hand, um, because no one wants to be called out obviously. And, uh, and I'm like, you know what? All of you are fucking liars. So, like, yes, now you know I have herpes, but at least I can die an honest person <laughs> and die with integrity because I'm not a fucking liar. I'm, like, half of this room. And they're oh, no, like, you didn't, you didn't murder that dude that gave you herpes after you said you'd murder him if he gave you herpes. I know. I can't <laughs> even follow through on any of my fucking commitments. <laughs> Herpes is, like, the most commitment I've ever had. I think that's why I was so sad about it. I have such commitment issues. I'm like, I have this for life? Fuck. I don't want to do this forever. I don't want to do anything forever. Yeah, what happened to just getting a ring? I had to get a whole fucking nerve condition. (laughs) It's so annoying. But, like, I haven't had an outbreak since. But, like, you know, knock on wood, baby. Stressful times. Oh, for sure. But I... But I do think, um, yeah, it, it, I guess going back to what you were saying about boundaries and stuff, it, it, it kind of does force you to be like, to have more boundaries. Or it should, if you're not a shitty fucking person, your name isn't George. Um, <laughs> Just put him out there. <laughs> put him out there. But um, 
I do think it, it opens the conversation. It like does make sex like it makes it more um, <sighs> important. Yeah. And more like we treat sex like, and it's not just. It, I went to USC. Like the sex culture is like insane, and people treat it like it's like you're shaking hands. It's it's crazy and. And so now with herpes, it's like, oh, that that person's a slut or that person's a fucking whore. They're dirty. They have herpes. Someone the other day was saying like, oh, yeah, my friend, he looks dirty. She said he looks dirty and seems dirty and probably has an STD. And I was like, can you not say that? Because I have an STD and I shower every fucking day. So like, I'm like a very, like I have a, you know, like I have a good job. Like I, um, I support myself. Like I, I don't like. I think what I'm saying is, like, I'm not trying to, like, list a bunch of things or whatever, but it's so frustrating. It was so hurtful to hear my friend say that. And then she wasn't talking about me, and she's like, I'm, not, I'm sorry, like, I wasn't talking about And I was like, of course you're not. Of course not. And then she's just like, you're not dirty at all. And I was like, I know, but by you saying that, it makes it okay for someone else to say that about me. And that's hurtful. Mm. And that's when it's like, you know, it's it's just mean. It's like, and it, it, that's what makes people who have it feel so bad is the other people who don't have it, who are fucking raw dogging all over the world about to get it. They're saying all these jokes that they don't even know what they're saying because they aren't experiencing it. Exactly. And so I think by being honest about it, I'm just like, I do feel proud of myself and other aspects of my life that like, Oh, you want to, no, fin- finish what you were saying. Oh, um, that I, I just like. <laughs> I was I'm, gesturing I'm, I'm, the clock because <laughs> we I got we got like ninety seconds before the audio cuts off. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying that uh, I'm. Fuck! I don't know. I'm just saying that there's. That's why I didn't want to say anything. I was things. like, oh shit. No, but there are just bigger things in life, and like shittier things are gonna like. If herpes is the worst thing that happens to me, I have a fucking good life. Damn. I've said that, and yeah, I, I said it like a long time ago, um, but I don't think that really resonates with people until they've been able to do this, like open up about it and share. Um, Definitely get a therapist if you can afford it, or there's like better help, or there's that like thing you can call it's thirty dollars. It's like talking to people, people, even if you don't want to disclose it, it helps. <coughs> yeah, for sure. Hannah, sure how not, can people? No one's alone. So, how can people find you and connect with you? Uh, I'm positive singles. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> at Hans Dickey, H A N S D I C K I E on Instagram and Twitter. If you DM me, I'll DM you back. Um, sometimes I get weird ones, so I don't. I'll, I'll try to DM you back, but you're not alone, and um, we're all just, you know, it's a literal speed bump or a cluster of them, depending on how your yeah, outbreaks yeah. look. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's now a school zone in this pussy. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, that concludes this episode of Something Positive for Positive People. Please like, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player. You can donate today to help our fundraising efforts to connect people who are struggling with their diagnosis to get mental health services. Till next time, stay sex positive.